Hey guys, it's Hadley. And it's Emily. And the bitches are back. And things are going to get dark. Damned. And disturbed. Okay, so this episode, just, I don't, I don't want to say anything because I don't want to like give it away, but this is... This is going to take such a... It just starts out just awful. So it's... I'm very excited. She's told me literally one, nothing. When I researched... Like, when I found this, I was like, oh my god. And so then I was just researching it. And the whole time I was like, ugh. Ugh. Oh my god. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> and like, I'm obviously like, I'm by myself when I'm researching these. And so I'm like, ugh. And then I was like, I had other ones that I had researched before this, and I was like, well, I'll do this one last. Like, but then I was like, no, 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 I can't. I have to start with it. So today we're going to Japan, and we're talking about Issei Sagawa. Issei Sagawa. Yeah, so I just call him Sagawa for the sake of me not totally butchering his name every single time that I say it. So I'm just going to call him Sagawa. Um, so this takes place in Japan and obviously as we are all well aware now no other language is really my first language um, it's just English <laughs> so especially with Japanese I did put a lot of this through like into a translator and like listen to how to pronounce these things but just bear with me because it's not 100% so Sagawa was born April 26 1949 in Kobe Japan and he was born to wealthy parents, and he went to college in Paris. His Ooh. father went to, went to college in Japan, but he ended up going to college in yeah. Paris as well. So his father was a businessman, and he was the president of a water company. And Sagawa was actually born prematurely, and he was so small at birth that he could fit into his father's hand. So, like, very little bib. Very little. That's probably the only all that you'll say for this whole thing because this is, I know I feel like I say this about every one I find. This one is genuinely insane, from start to finish. So, at a young age, he started to develop some very odd tendencies, is how I would describe them. Um, and while he was in school, he developed some very specific desires. While he was in first grade, after he saw a male classmate's thigh. So, before someone thinks I'm using the term odd in, like, some, like, malicious or, like, possibly homophobic way, it's not at all that. He saw that boy's thigh and was like, I want to eat that. <gasps> yeah. So, this was, like, that's what I mean by odd, okay? Like, I am pro loving who you love and liking what you like. I don't care about that. That... This is odd, okay? This is I'm you not wanted to eat it. Yeah, I'm not pro cannibalism. Just, just for clarity, I'm gonna put a bumper sticker on my car that says that I'm not pro cannibalism. <laughs> so, yeah, he was developing cannibalistic tendencies. But when asked about this after, he said that he remembers seeing the thigh and thinking to himself, "Quote, mmm, that looks delicious." I mean, sometimes, I, you know, I see Justin's thigh and I'm like, I want to hurt. I don't think it's the same. Okay, I don't think it's the same. So, to make it worse, like, his favorite fairy tale was Hansel and Gretel. 
which they're oh, even no. there. So, you know, like, he just really was setting this up to just really... He started off early. He said he even said in an interview later that he developed those desires for a woman and took part in bestiality with his dog at a young age. Ew. So he wasted literally no time. He started at like how old are you in first grade? Six, Six. or seven? Yeah. He started really early. And so he started attending a, I want to say Waco, but I don't think that's right. I feel like it's more like Waco. I'm not sure. Waco University in Tokyo. And while there, he targeted a tall German woman, followed her back to her house, and he had every intention of cannibalizing her. But he said that he literally said he wanted to slice off a piece of her butt and take away a small portion of the flesh. Did she let him do it? He broke into her apartment while she was sleeping. But thankfully, he was unsuccessful with his plan because she woke up and gave him the WWE SmackDown. She I said, mean, you're not slicing my butt cheek, sir. These are not for sale by the pound, sir. We are not the deli at Publix. <laughs> um, so, Sagawa's father, he's obviously from a wealthy family. They paid a settlement to this woman, and then in exchange for that, she dropped the charges. Which, like, you know. How much was it? I don't know. I might have let him pay me off, too. Yeah, I was going to say, I can't tell you an amount that I would. But the problem is, uh, I'm pretty positive that he, yeah. So he didn't, like, he didn't tell anyone I broke into her apartment because I wanted to, you know, slice off some of that cheek and just chow down. (laughs) He didn't say that. He went into it and was just like, oh, I was going to, like, I think he just said that, uh, I think he said he was going to rape her. That's what the charge was. It was attempted rape. So he was just like, oh, I was going to rape her. You know, whatever. And so, they had no idea what he was really doing. Hey, yo, girl, let me get a slice of that cheek. Yeah. So, at the age of 15, he did seek out help with a psychiatrist because he wanted to. He wanted help with, like, how to cope with the urges. And he ended up saying that it was not helpful and all that it did was make things worse. Oh. Hmm. I can't imagine. Like, I'm just sitting here, like, how much worse can it get? You want to eat, like... You want to slice butt cheeks and eat them like sandwich meat. I don't understand. That is that in and of itself is like one of the worst things you could do. Because I was gonna say eat some eat some butt, but that had a whole bad <laughs> for me. He's just trying to eat some butt. Dang. He's just trying to eat some cake, and so that's got a whole <laughs> different meaning behind it that was not intended. So that's why I said slicing it like lunch meat. Who's so, you using know. two cheeks as buns? <laughs> This is not funny. This no, I cope with things that made me uncomfortable. So he later obtained a master's degree in English literature, and he moved to Paris and was pursuing a PhD in literature. And when talking about his life in France, he said that he would bring home a prostitute basically every night, and he would try to shoot them. But each time that he did, his fingers would freeze up every time he tried to pull the trigger, and. Thank God, uh, because who knows how many people he would have killed had his fingers not frozen up. And he wrote in his book and said, quote, Almost every night I would bring a prostitute home and would try to shoot them from behind. It became less about wanting to eat them, but more of an obsession with the idea that I simply had to carry out this ritual of killing a girl no matter what. He said, elaborating more, um... It's a simple fetish, for for example, if a normal man fancied a girl, he'd naturally feel a desire to see her as often as possible, to be close to her, to smell her, and kiss her, right? To me, eating is just an extension of that. 
frankly, I can't fathom why everyone else doesn't feel this urge to eat, to consume other people. I have never had the desire to slice one's butt cheek. Listen, I've wondered text texturally what people meat would be like. Um, and I bought like, you know, there's a lot of cannibals. So, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying I want to try it, but like, you know, I've often, I've often wondered like, what was it that Jeffrey Dahmer was like, I got to do this. Like we could probably put a little, put a little Tony Sashries on it, make it taste like beef. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, supposedly like pigs, like pork has the most similar texture to a little garlic powder. Yeah. You throw a little Lowry's on it. I mean, I, can't tell you i wouldn't i don't if i if i didn't if i didn't know if i knew i would not but if i didn't know just tell me it's chicken just tell me it's pig i don't know that i would be able to tell a difference if you just you know put it in front of me i don't know um but i don't have any intention of ever actually eating people or people meat so personally i'm good without ever finding out but um we just be wondering yeah i mean we just want to know I would be lying if I said I hadn't thought about it. And this is all about transparency here at this podcast. So, you know, no shame. We welcome all how they are. You don't have to change to be a listener here. You can just come Unless you're a cannibal. We... mm, Yeah, I mean, if you're doing things like that to other people, it probably would change, but, you know. It's all about consent, right? Yeah, within Mm. reason, come as you are here. (laughs) With small Um, stipulations. Yes, and those reasons are subject to change at any point in time. So... (laughs) Let's throw it to Emily and I. But as of right now, no cannibals allowed. Get out of here if you're a cannibal. Yeah. So he also said that he never really imagined killing one, but that he just had fantasies of, quote, gnawing on their flesh. Once again, mm-hmm. like, this is not beef jerky. I don't like that. I just can't. So he wrote, in, he wrote in his book about himself that he was always short and skinny with legs that looked like pencils and he was just under five feet tall. Because of that, he thought he was too repulsive to attach any kind of physical intimacy that would have tempered his desire. Pencil legs. That's all I'm thinking about. Like two little straight legs. Yeah. Oh, pencil legs Agawa. So at his <laughs> university in Paris... There was a Dutch student named Rene Hartevelt, and Rene and Sagawa started a sort of friendship, and he would occasionally invite her back to his home for dinner, and during this time, he began to gain her trust. And at one point, he had tried to kill her, but it was unsuccessful. The gun misfired when her back was turned, and instead of taking that as a sign, like, mm, okay, maybe I shouldn't kill her, this essentially just pissed him off even more. And he said, quote, it made me even more hysterical, and I knew I simply, I knew that I simply had to kill her. So that, one night later, the next night, June 11th, 1981, he invited her over to his house for dinner, and they were going to spend the evening translating a poetry assignment for school. And Sagawa is 32 years old, so, you know, it's not like he's a youngster out here doing this and he said that he was feeling weak small and ugly and renee was 25 years old and was beautiful so he said that he wanted to kill her and eat her in hopes that consuming her body would allow him to absorb the youthful energy that she had i'm sorry but you all you are small weak and ugly yeah um so sorry those adjectives describe you exactly all weak and ugly ugly so poor renee she started reading some poetry 
at a desk in his house. He took out a rifle. A rifle? Yeah, like th he's in the big leagues, babe. He's not. He's not here to play. He's in the big leagues. A he busted out a rifle, went behind her, and shot her in the neck. Emily's face. <laughs> the silence. The silence. The dead air. He said, "Quote: I thought about calling an ambulance, but then I thought, hang on, don't be stupid. You've been dreaming about this for thirty-two years, and now it's actually happening." He said he's going to get him a little taste. Yeah, get you a taste. So, he immediately, after killing her, raped her corpse. Oh, I should have put a trigger warning. Might be trigger warning. Um, raped her corpse and then began to cut her open. Oh, here it is. Big fat trigger warning. Big fat one. Because this is from this is from the from his mouth directly. I'm scared. <clears throat> Quote. The first thing I did was cut into her buttocks. No matter how deep I cut, I only saw the fat beneath the skin. It looked like corn, and it took a while to actually reach the red meat. The moment I saw the meat, I tore a chunk off with my fingers and threw it into my mouth. It was truly a historical moment for me. Yeah, so this is apparently a historical moment for him. Um... The fact that he said it looked like corn. That, <laughs> That's that, what really got me. That, it, it just doesn't sit right. I don't know what it is. I can't move past that. I will, six months from now, I'll be like, that man said it looked like corn. When you're eating corn, you're going to be like, this is what her butt looked like. Her butt fat looked like this. Little but I corn. guess if you think about it, like where I've seen people that get like, you know, Dr. Miami, how he does like the BBLs on Snapchat. I've seen videos like from that. And when they like suction the fat out, it is kind of like yellow and like bubbly. But is it like cream corn or? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It would be like that's what it kind of looked. Because in the in the like Snapchat videos, this is so derailed at this point. At this in the Snapchat videos, it just looks like little like it, circular yeah. like almost like bubbles of fat. Is what it looks like. So yeah. I guess that's what he meant. I guess it would look like cream of corn. Yeah. So I just yeah. I'm gonna and, slice my butt cheek so we can see if it looks like corn too. I have a scalpel. We can do it. We watch enough Grey's Anatomy. I have a whole dissection kit from sixth grade. It's probably still at my mom's house. I'll just slap them with some rubbing alcohol. You'll be fine. Yeah, we'll be good. We can use an ice cube to numb it. Yeah. Good okay. idea. Or yeah. gel. We're gonna, yeah, some or gel. Some derma, what is it, dermaplast or whatever. Uh, I will be typing up a contract that says you won't sue me afterward, but we'll do it for science, guys. Emily's okay. Anyway, anyway. You know, we're going to make a Patreon. Live on the Patreon. <laughs> Emily's butt cheek slicing open. <laughs> Cream of corn. Straight from Emily's butt. Oh my so. God. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyway, anyway. Emily's butt cheek. Cream of corn. <laughs> so, to somehow make this worse, he said later that his only regret was not eating her while she was alive. I'm here to tell you now, that would have been much more difficult. Like, exponentially more difficult for you to have eaten her while she was alive, buddy. Do you I just want to take a bite out of her like a turkey leg? Yeah, literally. Like, it was just like some, some raw sushi. Just, you know? That's Ugh. another thing. Do you have to cook people meat like you have to cook pork and chicken? Will you get salmonella if you eat raw human? Like, with, it, like he was eating it like it was, like it was, like it was sushi. It was sushi, yo. We got to Google that. I'm gonna Google it right now. I was about to. <laughs> Let's see. 
Uh, do please FBI agent leave me alone? Flagged by the FBI. Do you have to cook <laughs> humans to eat them? Uh, so I googled, does people meat have to be cooked to a certain temp? FBI man, we're just says the rules about rare. Do you need to cook human flesh? Oh. Although it seems wrong, the good news is consuming cooked human flesh is no more dangerous than eating the cooked flesh of other animals. Ugh. Cannibalism, a healthy warning. That's what it's called. <laughs> I am going, the police are going to knock on the door later tonight because of the things that I just Googled. Um, but there is an organ, there's one organ that should be avoided at all costs. The brain. The four uh, people of Papua New Guinea um, until relatively recently practiced transumption. Eating deceased relatives. Whoa. Jerry, I would just like to make it known I have no intention of eating you. Just oh my god. I really <laughs> forget that these people. It's like a tradition in some cultures. These people. Mean, yeah. Uh, but I also, this is just my personal preference. If someone is going to eat me, I'm putting it out there now. Please do it when I'm dead. Don't do it when I'm alive. Don't be yeah, I'd like, really appreciate it if we were dead first. And also, don't be like slicing me up to kill me. Just shoot me, please. And I'm just going to let you know, I'm very fatty. So I'm just going to fall apart. Emily, like, not in a good way. Emily's like, I got lots of corn. So be ready. <laughs> Lots of corn, you know, it's going to be too much to, to eat. It's just not, but, it's not it. So just like, just personal preference. Um, I have a thing. I don't want to be like stabbed or like sliced up to die. If you're going to kill me, please just like do me a solid and shoot me or like give me a bunch of sleeping pills or something. And then, you know, I guess if you're going to chow down, like it's uh, a, an all you can eat sushi buffet that I'm not here to fight you. So. All right. Fair. So, but Noted. within a couple days of killing her okay guys you heard that emily noted that so my <laughs> like missing. it wasn't emily wink wink nope. um so within a couple days of killing her he just started to dispose of what was left of her body he had eaten or frozen a majority of her pelvis area he and froze he put, it. yeah girl he was like i'm just imagining like ziploc bags a sharpie like left ovary <laughs> and then <laughs> 6 11 81 like dating it for the free say with the date <laughs> my granny this is does good for three months in the freezer yes. so he had put her head legs and torso into two suitcases and then he called the cab and he had the cab take him to a park that had a lake inside of it and he had intentions of dumping the suitcases in the lake but he really didn't think this through because he's carrying these suitcases and blood is just dripping out oh. of them so people at the park are like, hmm, wee wee, this is not supposed to be happening. <laughs> Here I am eating my croissant, and this is not uh -huh. supposed to be happening. Uh-huh, And so he was like, this is not supposed to be happening up in this park. So they were like, you know, ring, 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 ring the popo. And police find him, wasn't very hard to do, and they immediately start questioning him, and his, he said, Plain and simply, I killed her to eat her flesh. No, no big push with him. He was directly to the point. No big deal. Yeah, NBD. So this is where 
you're gonna get real irritated. So if you were not already like, this is insane, it's gonna get worse. So buckle your seatbelt. Okay. He spent two years in a French prison waiting for his trial. And when that trial finally came, the judge declared him legally insane and unfit to stand trial. And because of that, the charges were dropped against him and he was sent to a mental institution to be held indefinitely. But his dad has all this money and he gets in this attorney or whatever. That's pretty much how this all went down. His dad was like, uh-huh, but in Japanese. And was like, here's your, here's some moolah. Here's a good attorney. We're gonna, we're gonna get this taken care of. So people in France were fascinated by him and it was really just because of like the audacity they were just kind of like croissants and this guy like who are you so because you know people like us we're obsessed i won't say i'm obsessed but like we're fascinated we're curious we're curious and fascinated by the macabre and the french government was like okay we got too many people and too many croissants up in this mug trying to talk like trying to figure this just too much fascination too much fandom he's Mm -hmm. got to go so they were like cool he's going back to japan he shows up in japan and he's sent to another mental institution he was evaluated by a psychiatrist and they did not find him to be insane they found him to be sane but evil but there was a just a teeny teeny tiny little problem the Japanese government realized that they had a what some might call a serious issue here. You know, depends on your definition of the word serious. So, the French government did not send over all the paperwork from their court system pertaining to his case. And without that paperwork, the Japanese government could not hold him. Oh, so, August 12th, 1986, Sagawa checked himself out of a mental hospital and has been a free man ever since. He's free right now? Yeah. Oh my god. What? Just to recap that one more time for all these, all the people in the back, all the people that were watering their microwave or walking their pet fish and didn't hear it. He literally, this mofo got out. He's free. He got away with murdering this woman. Do they know and, where he is? Oh, girl. He now lives in Tokyo and he is kind of a celebrity. People invite him to things like events and ceremonies. They have him there as a speaker. He writes restaurant reviews for magazines. Yeah, um, and I said, uh, but I literally put here, but does he rate them highly since they don't serve human? Question mark. Um, I wonder if people are like, you can eat my skin. Yeah, because there's people out there. Yeah. So he has written books, and his story inspired one of the Rolling Stones songs, the Too Much Blood song. That's hmm. what this is about that. And a few other songs from different bands. Uh, there have been short films made about him, and there was a documentary on the History Channel called Strange Rituals, and it talks about, he's, like, mentioned in it. So, literally, this guy, it's one of the worst cases I think we've ever covered and probably will ever cover, but it's not just because of what he did, it's because 
obviously it's graphic and it's really bad and it's horrible, but it's more so about the fact that he murdered and ate someone and he spent two years in jail for it. And it's really over like a technicality. It's literally just because that paperwork never got sent through. So um, just for reference, Japan has the death penalty. And what I found online says that people on death row are usually there for like five to seven years, but they also do have life sentences there. And from what I was reading, it says it's one of the most severe punishments in Japan aside from the death penalty. So they really could have put this man in prison for life or sentenced him to death, but instead they just let him go all because they lacked some paperwork. And I would like to think that if the French government caught wind about this, they would have been like, Ooh, shit, my bad. Here you go. Fax that over. Uh-huh. Like, Why would you fax it over? We knew fax was a thing back then. And here's a croissant for your str- for your troubles. I'm so sorry. Uh-huh. Like, I'm, like, how do you... And so he is really just out here living his best life in Tokyo. France, y'all could have faxed that over. France, you can send it to me, baby. I got Genius Scan on my phone. I can send it right now. Um, so he's, he said, quote, the desire to eat people becomes so intense around June when women start wearing less and showing more skin. Just today, I saw a girl with a really nice derriere on my way to the train station. When I see things like that, I want, I think about wanting to eat someone again before I die. What I'm saying is I can't bear the thought of leaving this life without ever tasting that derriere that I saw this morning. Or her thighs. I want to eat them again while I'm alive so I can at least be satisfied when I die. So yeah, he wants to munch down on some butt cheeks one more time before he's gone. And not only that, he's planned out how he wants to prepare it. So he said, quote, I will either sukiyaki or lightly boil thin slices. And it's the best way to go in order to really savor the natural flavor of the meat. So if anyone was curious about the best way to cook human, uh, Sagawa's your boy because he's got it apparently figured out. Obviously, he's a disgusting monster, but thankfully he hasn't acted on any of these fantasies. He's published over 20 books, but one of the most recent ones was Extremely Innate Fantasies of Beautiful Girls. And he says, quote, I hope that people who read it will at least stop thinking of me as a monster. Um, you are a monster. Literally. Okay, so yeah, so he published this book. He's hoping that it won't, people won't look at him as a monster, but like, bestie, you're a monster. So. (laughs) It's giving. Giving monster energy monster. Yeah. Okay, so like, not monster energy, that's probably a trademark phrase. Oops. But like, monster giving giving evil giving evil vibes um and so part of the problem is that he had issues getting a job because of the media in japan he was basically shunned by most employers he says that living life as an infamous murderer and cannibal was a horrendous punishment and sagawa apparently has diabetes and had two heart attacks in 2015 He has also had some other health-related issues, and so his siblings actually take care of him. He lives with his brother in Tokyo, and a filmmaker recorded them in 2018, and his brother said to him, As a brother, would you eat me? And the only response that Sagawa had for him was just silence. That means yes. That means he wants some of your butt cheeks, too. 
That means he wants some of your butt cheeks, too. Yes, apparently no one's butt cheeks are safe from this guy, but, um, I mean, this one, like, I've heard a lot of true crime cases, I've read a lot of stuff about true crime cases, but this one, this is one of the ones that the whole time I was researching it, my jaw was just on the floor. I was like, this can't, this guy can't be real. And it is real. If you Google him, you can find the, like, the, there was the article I got most of this from, there was a picture of the dinner plates on the table where he was like little like it reminded me of like remember when we got korean barbecue when they brought all the like little dishes of stuff it reminded me of that but it was just her body parts he obviously didn't have a grill he wasn't like barbecuing them in front of him like korean barbecue but like that's what it reminded me of because it was all these little like plates with bits and pieces of this woman's body and he's on out the there table free. jay chilling and so yeah literally because of a technicality like it's such a such a rock and a hard place because it goes to show that all around the world like the american judicial system and like our justice system as a whole needs some reforming needs some work no country has it figured out perfectly but there's a lot of things that like people get it just shows you how easy it is for somebody like him to slip through the cracks because of something so simple as paperwork paperwork mm -hmm. didn't get sent to the Japanese government so that because he didn't commit the crime in Japan he can't they can't hold him and I guess France could possibly extradite him back I don't know how that works I don't know if there's like a limit on how many times you can like if they extradite him to Japan can they extradite him back to France again like I don't know how it works but at this point like it seems like the French government has just kind of washed their hands of it um, if the French government is listening which we know you are uh, we need an explanation for this email um, us tweet me uh yeah email me tweet me send me a, a dm on instagram we know you're listening um but it really goes to show you just how easy people like can slip can slip through the cracks that's it is very prevalent here in america and it just shows that this is something that happens all over the world it's there are a lot of people in the states that like you know it like they don't get Mirandized when they get arrested, which it's a right of theirs to be Mirandized. So they don't get the Miranda right said to them. So they legally, the justice system can't pursue anything against them because they got arrested and they didn't have their Miranda rights read to them. That's like a get out of jail free card. Wild. So it's just uh, very wild. But I guess this episode will plug the socials because we're super inconsistent. <laughs> um, the Instagram is Dark Damster Podcast not so the tiktok is dark damister pod if emily ever posted a tiktok again the email is dark damister pod at gmail.com the facebook is okay we're having a minor technical difficulty so emily is no longer recording on this so it's just me guys but if you don't know the socials by now i don't know what to tell you listen to another episode this is becoming a disaster to record the ending of this but we both will catch you guys in the next one. It's just me here to say goodbye. So bye.